Okay, our chapter today is Ephesians chapter 3. Again, Paul is still here laying down the, the theological foundation for the church before he moves on to uh, his practical exhortations for them beginning with the next chapter. So in chapter 1, he prayed for them and reminded them of all the spiritual blessings that we as believers have in Christ. That's a theme that he explored in more detail at the beginning of chapter 2. At the end of chapter 2, he began to <clears throat> explore some truths, uh, not just about individual believers, but about the church as a whole. And uh, it, it's that theme that, that Paul expands on here again in chapter 3. So let's take a quick look at a couple of points he makes. Uh, and the first has to do with uh, this mystery that he's talking about. We all know what a mystery novel is. Typically a mystery novel is a story in which the reader is sort of challenged to solve a puzzle before it is explained at the end. In other words, there are clues given throughout the, the story, but the final clue that makes sense of all the rest of them isn't given until the very end. Interestingly, uh, not only do we see a, a mystery of that kind in the Bible, but that kind of mystery finds its origin in the Bible. In fact, the, the very word mystery, as you, if you've read uh, Ephesians 3, you know this, comes from the Bible. It's the Greek word mysterion. And Paul is here talking about a mystery which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That's verse 5. So even Paul sees the full outworking of the gospel of Jesus Christ as sort of a mystery in which the main, and clues were given all throughout, but the main interpretive clue, that is Jesus himself, was in some sense previously concealed in the Old Testament, but now has been revealed. Ephesians 3 is all about how, whereas in the Old Covenant the Jews were exclusively the people of God, now in the New Covenant, Jews and Gentiles alike comprise the covenant people of God. This is a huge development in the story of salvation. Consider how uh, villainized Jesus was time and time again by the Jewish rulers and teachers for eating with, as they would often say, tax collectors and sinners. And often that word sinners is referring to Gentiles. Uh, we saw that in Galatians 2.15 also. And how also Peter in Galatians 2 felt pressured to act hypocritically and shun Gentile believers in the presence of influential Jews there in Galatians 2. This was a major, major shift in the unfolding of God's plan of salvation, Jews and Gentiles together. At the same time, though, while Jews and Gentiles together was a new development in time, it wasn't an altogether new idea. In fact, the Old Testament prophets often prophesied that a day was coming um, when God would bring salvation to the Gentiles also and bring them into the fold of his people. So the mystery, that is, the, the, the truth previously concealed, uh, now revealed, that it cannot be the simple fact that Gentiles are now included in the people of God. So, you know, because even that was sort of prophesied. So if that's true, what is the mystery? What is the mystery that was, in some sense, previously uh, concealed but now revealed well the mystery is jesus christ himself the mystery was not that gentiles would be included the mystery is how they would be included paul said back in ephesians 2 of jesus in verse 14 that he himself is our peace 
And here in chapter three, he reiterates that uh, again, that, that, that this mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the same promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. What does this mean? It means this. God no longer looks outwardly at Jew or Gentile, but whether or not a person is in Christ or not, no matter whom he is. As Paul said to the uh, Galatians um, in, in Galatians 3.28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So don't find your identity in anything else but in Christ alone, because that's what God himself looks at. But secondly and finally, let's think about this idea of being rooted and grounded in love that we find in Paul's prayer uh, toward the end of chapter 3. He, so we, like I just said, he, Paul ends chapter 3 with that prayer that uh, begins in verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees and he, and he prays. Uh, and in this prayer he's going to foreshadow some of the themes that he's going to elaborate on uh, in the latter chapters. One of those themes is love. And as I reflected on the prayer itself, something uh, sort of stood out to me. What struck me was the flow of thought in verses 17 through 19. Paul prays in verse 17 that they would be rooted and grounded in love toward one another. That, it, that in itself isn't what caught my eye, though. because It's not surprising that Paul would encourage them to be rooted and grounded in love toward one another. That's not what is surprising. What is surprising is the reason uh, he gave for, for that request, the reason he elaborates on in verses 18 and 19. Here's the flow of thought. Paul prays that they would be rooted and grounded in love toward one another. Why? He says in verses 18 and 19, so that they may have strength to comprehend and to know the love of Christ. Did you catch that? To say it another way, Paul says that if you aren't rooted and grounded in love, toward each other there are some things about the love of christ that that you can't know or comprehend in other words you may be able to talk a good game but you don't really know it paul says you know the love of christ by loving others like christ and with the love of christ it's in that way that you come to know and comprehend what the love of christ to you is like that's why Paul says that it surpasses knowledge, verse 19, because the love of Christ is more than a simple head knowledge. It is an experiential knowledge. Pray this prayer here in Ephesians 3 for yourself and pray that the Lord would grant you uh, this love. And those are just a couple of thoughts from Ephesians chapter 3.